Good morning, sports ethos, and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Friday, February 25th edition. We are back. I am Santino Cocon, and I am joined by the one and only Friday night. I couldn't think of a word that starts with F. That is awesome. But um, freak star? Question mark? Does that work? I don't know. But David Menkoff is our great, great co-host tonight. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. It's been a long, long all-star break, and I'm excited to jump back into the NBA action with you. I am as well, and I'm glad that you didn't question or say what is a freak star. So that is po- <laughs> that is a, a plus right here. Um, but yeah, it's been a long week, and I don't remember All Star Weeks being legit one week completely off. But I kind of liked it. I like the full week off, the rest reset mode. Uh, we got a ton of news on Wednesday, even more news on Thursday. Um, but everybody just pretty much was quiet for six and a half days there. And now we're back. We're back right back into it with a third of the season left. Um, and we'll get right. We'll, we're going to jump right into it. we got a lot of games to go tonight. Uh, only it, it's weird how this one works. We have all most of our games starting at 7 p.m., 738. Uh, just one late 10 p.m. game to 9 p.m. We have a nice slate here for you. Uh, Nine game slate, but six of them start 8 p.m. or sooner. Five of them start 7.30 or sooner. Uh, so this is going to be interesting for everybody there. And before we get into it, I want to let everybody know that we have a new DFS partner here. If you haven't been listening, you might not know. But if you have, you do know. And it that is Thrive Fantasy. So prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS, that's E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. You pick player props on the biggest names playing every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most props win a share of the nightly prize money at the end of the night. All right, buddy. Um, without further ado, let's get into this nice game slate here. Uh, the first game on the docket is the Toronto Raptors at the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, we have a 226.5 game total, and the Raptors are two-point road favorites. On the injury report, we have Isaac Bongo, David Johnson, both out. Gordon Hayward, Kai Jones, Scotty Lewis all out as well. Uh, Jalen McDaniels, Nick Richards, both doubtful. Fred Van Vliet, questionable. Cody Martin, probable. Yes, that is both teams combined. Um, I'll throw this over to you. I think Fred Van Vliet said he was going to play, so even though he says questionable, I would say closer to probable. But I'll throw it over to you, buddy. What are you looking at on this Toronto side uh, first game back? Yeah, uh, first game back, uh, this is a, a fantastic little matchup here um, in terms of uh, pace perspective going up against the Raptors. Um, going up against the Hornets, sorry. Um, f- first game back, it's, it's hard to get back into it. But uh, <laughs> when it comes down to it, Fred Van Vliet, um, you mentioned he's going to likely play in this one, 8,800. 
Um, he's a, he poses a great double-double threat every night. I do expect him to, to put up a strong, strong performance here against the Hornets, against his backcourt. So um, I, I do have some interest there. I'm also going to be looking at Gary Trent Jr. He's 500. Um, he's been pretty much hot and cold over the last month before their All-Star break. Um, I expect him to, to really shoot the ball well. The Hornets do give up quite a bit of threes. that They rank among the lowest in the league in terms of three-point opposition. So I do like Gary Trent as well. He's 500. That's a great mid-tier price tag to round it out with Ben Vliet. And finally, I'm also going to throw some love at Pascal Siakam, who's been playing fantastic before the All-Star break. Um, despite a couple of, of, of slightly down performances over his last two games before that he was putting up um, near triple doubles on a nightly basis so I like all three of those guys in this matchup um, and I really feel strongly that all three are going to be firmly in play for me yeah and we have about uh, 42 percent of the we have four of the nine uh, spreads right now and this is the highest one and I'm with you like I don't I don't mind spending 9300 on uh, Siakam, he's been playing really well even before the break. Uh, Charlotte's going smaller ball lately. Uh, they outside of Plumley, they don't really have a backup center now. They traded for Trez Harrell, uh, but he's not really center height. He's not tall enough, big enough. Uh, so Siakam at 9300 does make a lot of sense, especially if Van Vliet doesn't play. But uh, as I mentioned, I he's questionable. They assume him to play. He should be playing. I think he's more probable than questionable, but uh, I'm with you. I think Trent Jr. was on fire uh, before the All-Star break. I don't think he'll get that crazy. He had two games over 40 points, one almost 60. I don't think he's going to be that crazy, but at 6,500, he makes a lot of sense. Um, I think you could throw in OG, Scotty Barnes. Like That starting five is going to play a ton of minutes if you haven't been paying attention. Uh, they've been playing a ton of minutes lately. Um, Boucher, Thad Young, Precious, Birch, all these guys are going to pitch in the rest of the minutes, but I don't mind throwing in any of those top five guys that are going to be playing 30-plus minutes, maybe even 40-plus minutes in a game against Charlotte who just runs up and down the court and is giving up a ton of points. It's pretty much just like uh, a pickup game of just how fast you can run and score points against them. So I am totally on board with what uh, you were saying on that side. Um, and then on the other side, it's slightly different because Toronto is a very good defensive team. Um, the pace is going to be picked up regardless. When you're playing Charlotte, the pace is always going to be picked up. So it's um, just a matter of who's going to be contributing on that end. Uh, with Gordon Hayward out, there's still a open spot in the lineup. Cody Martin is uh, currently probable, so he could potentially jump back into the starting lineup. Uh, we've been seeing... P.J. Washington start, Kelly Oubre start, um, different lineups ma maintaining that. But Cody Martin was starting before he got injured, uh, so I would keep a certain eye on that if he joins the starting lineup. If he does, he could be potentially seeing 30-plus minutes at only 3,800, and that is obviously a play that you want to attack there. Uh, P.J. Washington, if he gets the start again, 5,300, makes a lot of sense because he's going to play a lot of four. He's going to play backup minutes at the five um, there as well with Jalen McDaniels doubtful in this one. So that's that's a very possible outcome uh, to continue to look at P.J. Washington. Kelly Oubre Jr., if he starts for me, I do like him at 6K. Um not too high on Lamelo, Rozier, or Bridges at their price tag, just because there's a lot of 
other options that I like there. But uh, I am looking at Plumlee potentially at 5,200. We'll see. But Martin, P.J. Washington, and um, potentially Ubre Jr. are the three guys that I'm looking at. I want to see who gets that start and what the minutes are from there. But those are the three I'm looking at. How about you, buddy? Yeah, I'm definitely in alignment here when it comes to uh, the Hornets side of the ball. Cody Martin should be a smash, a value play at 3,800. Um, like you mentioned, he is coming back. Uh, he has missed uh, he has missed quite a few games now, the last six games leading up the All-Star break. So he should be well-rested, should be healed up nicely. I do expect him to, to be in those high minutes, high 20s and low 30s minutes potentially here. So I, he's one of my favorite value plays on the entire slate. Um, in terms of the other guys that I'm looking at um, on the Hornets, I, I do like some P.J. Washington as well. The 300 is it's a nice mid-tier price tag coming off a, an absolute monster performance. We had almost 40 fantasy points and played almost 48 minutes. I don't expect another one of those type of high-minute outings, but I do expect him to get plenty of run as well. Um, so I do like him. And then you mentioned, finally, Kelly Oubre Jr. at 6,000. Also going to be a guy that I'm looking at. I've already targeted quite a few mid-tier guys, but um, th- this is definitely one of one of the games you mentioned, the highest game total, and something that I really want to target. So, so those are the three guys that I'm looking at, um, and I'm good with fading Lamelo Ball at 9600. I've, I've been big on Lamelo Ball for, for most of the slates. He's coming off a triple double in his last game before the All-Star break, but I don't expect um, I don't expect a repeat performance here against the Raptors. Um, I, I just I, I don't see him generating that kind of offense here uh, against this Raptor squad. All right, I like it. Uh, one game, one alignment. We'll jump on to the next one. We have the San Antonio Spurs taking on the Washington Wizards. Uh, we don't have a spread for this one, uh, but we do have an injury report for the Spurs and Wizards. I'll combine them again. Uh, Bradley Beal, Joel Ayaye, Devontae Kaycock. Joe Weiskamp, Porzingis, Isaiah Todd, all out. Um, Thomas Bryant, questionable. Josh Primo, Romeo Langford, also questionable. And that is it. Um, we have Cassius Winston actually available. But I'll throw it over to you, man. What are you looking at on the Spurs side of the ball here? Um, oh, I, I was going to say... The spread, but I, I already mentioned we don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Spurs are an interesting team here. Uh, this is a great matchup against the Wizards. Um, DeJounte Murray, 10800 highest-priced guy, one of the highest-priced players on the entire slate for good reason. He, he's so talented. Triple-double, walking triple-double, game in and game out. Um, against this very same team, he put up 47 fantasy points, nearly had a triple-double, as I mentioned in their last meeting. Um, I do expect him to reach that and mark here against the Wizards. Uh, probably my favorite play uh, of, probably one of my favorite high-priced plays on the night here. Um, and then as far as anyone else in the Spurs, it's really tough to to rely on anyone else from a fantasy perspective. I do like Devin Vassell at 5K. Uh, he's definitely going to be in play for me. Um, he's starting to get a little bit more keys to the offense now with, with, with Derek White out of the lineup. He's starting to get minutes in the 30s consistently. He's not being shy. He's be, being able to distribute the ball, get some rebounds as well. So I do like Devin Vassell as well. Um, and that's that's pretty much it for me as far as my interest on the Spurs. Um, Otto is is priced pretty fairly at 7,300. I'm not going to be going there, even though it's a great matchup. 
there are some other guys in that in that 7K range um, that I'd much rather have in my lineups. So I'm really going to be only targeting Jonathan Murray, my favorite play, and then I'm going to sprinkle in some Devin Vassell as well to round it out. Yeah, and I'm close to you. I don't know how much Murray I'll have just because he's pretty high priced in a. Uh, it is a good matchup, but I don't know if I want to go 11K for him. Um, but Pirtle as well, I do really like Pirtle in this matchup. 7-3 is just a bit pricier. Uh, his price went up 3K from the last time we saw him play. Uh, he did have a 2017 and 5 game, so it makes sense. But um, the price went up to 7-3, a little bit higher than I want to pay for him. With that said, I still like him here. I'm not going to go seeking him out. I'm not going to go put Pirtle in my lineup and say, okay, I'm going to build around him. But if I'm around that price tag and I see seven, a near 7K for my center that I ha- that I have available, I'm perfectly fine with throwing Pirtle in there. Um, but I'm with you also on, on Vassal, 5K. Uh, the guy's getting a lot of minutes right now. There is no Derek White to potentially challenge him for minutes. Uh, his last game, he had 15, 5, and 6. I can see him continually upping his... his um, not minutes, but his production while he's now the starting shooting guard and now more responsibility for him. Uh, so I do really like Vassal while he's still 5K. And then Lonnie Walker Jr. at 39K. Uh, he's also getting a lot of minutes. The last three games he's played 30, 26, and 28 minutes. Uh, he's taken 13, 17, and 16 shot attempts. Uh, and I'll say 17, 21, and 17 actual points scored. Um so he's taking on a bigger role as well. Not just Vassal, but Lonnie Walker is taking on a bigger role as well. That's like 33 minutes com- um, that is available. And most of it is going to both of these guys and all the opportunity is going to these guys. So um, I l- really like Vassal at 5K. And then Lonnie Walker, if you want to take a shot at just a cheaper guy under 4K, he's very, very solid here for me as well. Um, on the other side of the ball, Porzingis, it's funny. They they said Porzingis was, ooh, when they traded him, oh, he's about to play. Uh, they, you thought he was going to play right after the also break. Now he's not even really taking contact or playing five on five. So it's very, I, I don't know what the um, judgment or ruling is on him, but I don't honestly expect him to play anytime soon now. I thought he was going to when they first traded for him. They made it sound like he was one or two games off. And now it sounds like he's more weeks than days. So uh, I doubt he's going to be playing anytime soon. When they first traded for him, that's what I thought. But then there, all the reports were different. But, uh, yeah, that that's another story. Outside of that, we have Thomas Bryant questionable. So that is very intriguing for a guy like Daniel Gafford at 3,400. If Thomas Bryant doesn't play, uh, this is the only true center on the team at 3,400 against the Spurs. Um uh, Pirtle is very solid defensive center, but I would take Gafford a lot in this one. And then that also jumps back to Denny Avia, uh, Advia, and then Anthony Gill, more so Advia. He's going to be playing a lot of center if Thomas Bryant doesn't play there. At 5,100, I would take a lot of chances on him as well. Um, Kyle Kuzma, not really going to look at at 8,900. You mentioned um, Murray over there at... About 900 more, I would just much rather take that upside there. But um, Advia is a guy I'm looking at in, in case Thomas Bryant doesn't play. Even if he does play, I think he's still going to play a decent amount of minutes to where 5,100 isn't killing us. Uh, though I do rather prefer Vassal there. But um, I'm very intrigued on Thomas Bryant's 
availability because Gafford and Advia become plays that are uh, super crucial to me at 5,100 and 3,400. Uh, you can take chances on both of them. Uh, Raul Nito at 4,700. If he can play 28 minutes again, that's intriguing. Um, but if him and, him and Ish Smith are going to be splitting 24-24 down the middle, I don't really want to do that. Uh, right now, the only two guys I'm looking at are Gafford and Advia, depending on Bryant's availability. If a Bryant does play, not so much Advia, but Gafford still is in play at 3,400. He should still see half the minutes there for me. Um, what are you looking at on this side of the ball? Yeah, you, you mentioned a couple guys. Gafford is definitely going to be a strong play. He's he's highly he's highly valuable um, and and a very low price tag, especially if we get news that Brian's out. Uh, he should get plenty of minutes. Thirty four hundred is a great price tag, one of the best value plays potentially on the board. If we get the news around Bryant early on in the day, that'll help us make that decision a little bit easier. I, I'm not as big of a fan of Danny Avia as well at fifty one hundred. I think he's just a little bit too high priced in my opinion. Um, in terms of, of what his potential is. He definitely has shown a lot of upside, and he has been getting a lot of consistent minutes recently, minutes over 30 uh, over his last few games. But I, I just I don't know if, if I see him continuing um, to put up those kind of numbers in this spot at 5,100. Uh, I'd rather go elsewhere against a Spurs team. Um, and then the guy I'm, I'm actually looking at as well from value perspective is potentially Ish Smith, uh, coming off a, a game where he had 15 points, two rebounds, six assists, put up, almost 30 fantasy points. Um, a guy that has shown um, in his in his ability uh, playing the backup point guard role in his in his career um, and getting minutes. If he gets minutes in 20 in the high 20s or low 30s, I do like Ish Smith quite a bit at 4,200 as well for some additional value play. Um, but other than that, there's no one else really I'm going to be going after. Kyle Kuzma 900 is a little bit too high of a price tag for me um, to trust Kyle Kuzma. I'd much rather have him at the low 8K range, uh, and, and that's pretty much it for me um, uh, when we're talking about the Wizards. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Oh, I don't know what was happening. I was trying to talk to you. Um, that was very weird. Uh, <laughs> I was talking. I was, I was saying the other game, and then I heard you say any other interest, and I was like, oh, I don't know what happened. But I will edit this out, so no worries. Um yeah, the next game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Indiana Pacers uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we don't have a spread for this one. The Thunder are on the back end of a back-to-back, one of the few teams. Uh, the Pacers, we, on the injury report, we have Goga, Brogdon, both probable. Duarte, questionable. Isaiah Jackson, also probable. Uh, McConnell, Rubio, Miles Turner, Warren, all out. Um, on the Thunder, we had Dort. Kenrick Williams, Ty Jerome, Muscala, James Robinson are all, all out for this one. Also, KZ, KZ Akpala. Um, Williams, Jerome, Dort. I don't know if they're going to be out for this one. This is just a, uh, a one game. The other guys, likely out. Um, for the Pacers, this is the first game back. So, Brogdon probably playing. Um, Jackson probably playing. Duarte, I don't know. Mutadze, I don't know as well. Um don't have an injury report for this one, but I will throw it over to you. And I'm sorry for that, uh, <laughs> the not answering before, but we'll we'll, we'll edit that out. Uh, I was talking, and I was like, oh, why isn't he hearing me? It must have been on mute or something. I, I didn't think I was, but I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on this um, Thunder side of the ball? And we do I, – I don't know if – honestly, we don't. I don't know if 
Shy is going to play it back to back. We don't know what's going to happen, but we'll just assume that most of these guys are going to be healthy. Yeah, the Thunder are interesting, especially since it's the second night of a back to back. It's hard to trust the lineup. If Shy is healthy, um, I have no problem going for him in 9K. He's a guy that we've seen in the past can go for 50 um, pretty consistently if, if he's healthy and ready to go. Um, he definitely has that high upside, especially playing alongside Josh Giddy, the young rookie, the promising rookie. He's been getting into kind of a groove there um, with the two of them. So I do like Shy at 9K. I'll probably have a little bit of interest there. Um, and then I also really like Alexei Pukashevsky, 4,700. Uh, a guy that's been getting a lot of minutes recently. I've really been targeting him quite a bit. Um, I liked him a lot when he was priced in the 3K, low 4K range. 4,700 is a little bit too high a price, but he's still under 5K. So I will gonna, I'm going to have some interest in Alexei here. Um, it's a good opportunity for him to, to really play well and, and, and show this Thunder squad the ability that, that he's able to get additional minutes. And hopefully down the stretch, he gets additional minutes as well. So those are the two guys I'm going to be looking at. It's going to be Shy, Dotis Alexander, um, and like I mentioned, Alexei Pukashevsky. Uh, those are the two names I'm looking at on the Thunder side. I'm probably going to be fading Josh Giddy, um, although I don't want to 8300. Uh, I just don't think that him, I don't think he has that same triple-double upside we saw before the All-Star break with Sky back in the lineup. Yeah, and to me, it, it's all dependent. Um, if Shy doesn't play... Baisley at 6,400, he's been playing really, really well without a lot of these guys in the lineup. Um, three straight games before that last one before the uh, on the 16th before the All-Star break of over 40 points. And at 6,400, I can look at him there. Um, Josh Giddy would be coming and playing me again against in this matchup if Shy doesn't play. I don't know if he's going to play in a back-to-back. Um, we're not sure. I would assume Dort is going to be good. Williams is going to be good. Uh, favors might not be good at 3,400. And um, to me, you mentioned Pokachevsky at 4,700. I'm also looking at Isaiah Roby at 4,300, who I think would draw the start at center, assuming Derek Favors doesn't play on the back end of a back-to-back. Like, he hasn't really done that all year. So um, I would expect Roby to get that start. And at 4,300, this guy's proven that when he gets the time, that his fantasy numbers are pretty good. So uh, I'm looking at those three guys. Uh, Aaron Wiggins at 3,600 if other people continue to miss. If, say, again, Dort, Williams miss again. Uh, Shy misses on the back end of a back-to-back. I'll look at Aaron Wiggins. I'll look at um, possibly Trey Mann. But uh, it all depends on what the injury report says because <laughs> the Thunder are just honestly a crapshoot. Um, tomorrow we might see Giddy, Shy. Uh, most of the uh, Williams again, Favors, Jerome, all these guys again out. And then, like, uh, who knows? Giddy might be out too. The Thunder are just playing for ping pong balls at this point. But um, Roby, I do think, starts because I, I, in my expectation, Favors is going to miss this back end of back to back. He's the one guy I can call um, that's going to miss it. And then, who knows? Tomorrow it's going to happen that. Uh, everybody else but favors is ruled out, but uh, I'm with you. I, I think Giddy is is in play, depending on Shy. If Shy does play, I'm not I'm not going Giddy. I'm not going Baisley. I'm not going Man. I'm not going most of these guys. Um, but Roby is the one guy I do think is going to have value regardless, because I expect favors not to play in the back to back. But um, I can't account for anybody else to be honest. On the other side of the ball, uh, 
this is this is going to be a fun matchup if we get a lot of fantasy value here. We might get a bunch of people missing, might get a bunch of people in. We don't know. Uh, I do expect Jackson and Brogdon to play. Uh, Batadze probably is going to play. Don't think Duarte is, but who knows? Uh, with that said, I'm going to lean off of uh, Halliburton and Brogdon just because I we haven't no one's seen them play together yet. Um, I think they're going to be very solid together. Uh, both these guys can play on and off the ball, so I think it's going to be a very nice match um, pairing. But we need to see it more on the DFS side before we're going to pay nearly 9K for Halliburton or over 7K for Brogdon, who hasn't played in what feels like forever. Um, Brog, uh, Buddy Heald is the next highest option there at 6'3", and with Brogdon back, I assume. I'm not really going to pay, pay that much for Buddy Hield as well. That's a lot of um, playmaking and responsibility go to that the other two guys in the backcourt. So I'm going to leave those two alone. Uh, then it's just a matter of who's actually going to start and who's not. Um, Isaiah Jackson is very intriguing to me. Uh, out of the frontcourt options, Batatze, uh, Trent T- uh, Taylor, Jalen Smith, Brissett, all of these guys – I really like Jackson the most. I think his fantasy upside is just tremendous when he gets the minutes. Uh, we haven't really seen the minutes lately because uh, he only played 12 minutes when he came back from that injury and then got hurt. But in those 12 minutes, he had 11 points, one rebounds, and three steals. Uh, this guy is just extremely efficient on the year. Uh, he's shooting over 54% from the field. Um, and you just look at his game log and you look at his, his, his stats when he's getting minutes. Uh, the last game before that last one, before he got hurt, he took 19 shots, made 12 of them, he, 26 points, 10 rebounds. He can grab rebounds. He is very solid on the defensive end with uh, stocks, um, and he's just extremely efficient. So Jackson in this matchup at 5,600, if he's ready to go, which he says he's probable and he practiced on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, he looked good. 5,600, even if he doesn't start, He's my preferred option in that front court of just all of these guys. Um, and he's probably the only one, only guy on the team that I can really trust because I don't know what's going to shake out with uh, Brogdon coming back and Duarte potentially coming back. Um, I'll just see what happens on the injury report before I can make a determination on the rest. But how about you, buddy? What are you looking at on Indiana side? Oh, it was me this time. This time it was completely on me. I I was going into a full-on diatribe on mute. Apologies, everyone. It's Um, fine. It's a week off. We're both we're both (laughs) we're both a little rusty here. There's a little bit of rust here. It's okay. It's okay. Um, As far as the Pacers go, um, I was just saying that I'm not going to be targeting really anyone. It's just there's too many too many cooks in the kitchen on both sides. In the backcourt, you mentioned Brogdon coming back. Curious to see how he's going to play with Tyrese Halliburton. I think they can both coexist from a DFS perspective, um, but I'd much rather fade them uh, for, for tonight's games just because there's nine games on the slate. I'd much rather go with much safer options in that seven to eight K range. Uh, same thing with the front court. I know you mentioned Isaiah Jackson as a fantastic potential play at 5,600. He is probable in this one. I just, I don't know how, I don't know how much I can trust him with so many other guys in that front court with O'Shea. With O'Shea Brissett, uh, with um, Jalen Smith in in there in the mix as well, they're all priced in the same range. Um, occurs to see how they're going to run out the, the lineups, how many minutes each are each are going to be able to have here. It's a great opportunity, great matchup against the Thunder. 
I just I don't know if I trust anyone really uh, it, as far as this front court goes. Uh, Chris Duarte at 500 is also priced a little bit too high. If he comes back, um, I'm curious to see how he plays uh, along with all of these guys. So there's just too many question marks for me to really tackle anyone. I, I'm good fading everyone on, on the Pacers head. All right, buddy. We're going to the last game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time now. The Houston Rockets at the Orlando Magic. No spread for this one. We have Usman Garuba, Bull Bull, Marco Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Maurice Wagner, all out for this one. I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on the Houston side of the ball? Yeah, on the Houston side of the ball, it's interesting. Um, I do have some interest in Kevin Porter Jr., um, he's been out for a little while and Dennis Schroeder has been getting a lot of run, but I do like him. Uh, I think the fact that he's rested as well, um, coming into this game against the magic, we've seen, he has double, double upside. He's been getting eight assists a game over his three out of his last four games as well. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. And we do know he has upside to get to, uh, 50 fantasy points and he's priced at only 6,700 in this one. Uh, which is a fantastic price tag for Kevin Porter Jr. just because of his high upside potential here. Um, so I do like him. Uh, as far as anyone else in the Rockets, um, I do have some shares and some interest in Jalen Green at 5,000. Um, the rookie is, is starting to come into his own. He's been getting a little more confidence over his last handful of games, putting up fantasy numbers um, and really driving driving this young Rocket squad um, it, of course, they're driving them into the lottery, but also driving them as far as getting more playing time as well, averaging over 30 minutes a game over his last five as well. So that's what I'm going to keep in mind. So I do like Jalen Green at 5K. Uh, and then up front, I do have some interest as well in Christian Wood, 700, going up against Wendell Carter and Mobamba. He hasn't been showing a lot of upside uh, over his last few games, but I think this is a perfect opportunity, a perfect game for him to, to come back and then really and really thrive here. Um, so I do like Christian Wood. Uh, in terms of preference, Kevin Porter Jr., my favorite play, followed by Jalen Green, and finally rounding out with the Christian Wood support as well. Any interest in Kevin Porter Jr.? Yeah, and I actually like Kevin Porter Jr. here. Um, it's just about a year that this guy's been a starting point guard in the NBA. And he's made a lot of strides. Um, his efficiency is obviously not great. Uh, so far, he's shooting 38% from the field on the year. But again, he came into the league as a wing, more of a small forward slash shooting guard than a point guard. Uh, then got released, got signed by the G League of the, the Rockets. Start came over putting numbers up on there and then now starting point guard in the league and he's been pretty good he made a lot of improvements from coming from not a guy who's been a point guard in his entire life to now a starting point guard in the nba the highest level of basketball uh, out there uh, and i do like him here at 6700 against a i don't want to say bad magic team but i don't know another word for it but uh a bad magic team. So I do like 6,700. I think that's a solid price tag for him. I am on board with the Kevin Porter Jr. here. Um, with everybody else playing, I'm not super sure who I want to attack there. Uh, you mentioned Jalen Green at 5K. I think that's a decent price tag in this particular matchup. I don't normally target him, but I think he can get 14, 15 shots up, and that'll be uh, some nice value there if he can get there. outside. If he doesn't get that, uh, he doesn't do much else to provide at 
5K, but I do think he can get there. Uh, and then Shengun at 4,300 is a guy I'm looking at because um, we know that Wendell Carter Jr. starts at power forward. Mobama starts at uh, center a lot on the Magic team. So there's a potential for them to go bigger, the Rockets. Uh, they have the opportunity to do that. Shengun should be a guy that they're focusing on. So at 4,300, um, even if he doesn't draw the start, he should I would expect him to draw extra minutes in a matchup that the Magic like to play bigger. So um, he's another guy I'm looking at, and especially if he does draw the start, and we'll know that before any games tip off, then I'm very intrigued by him at 4,300. But outside of that, I'm with you on Porter Jr. He's the guy that I like the most here. Uh, On the other side of the ball, again, you're playing against the team that's playing for ping pong balls, so there's not much to go on the way of defensive end. Um, I do really like... Okiki, I don't love how his price tag is 4700 now. Uh, it's higher than it's been uh, recently. 4600 was the highest he was before the break, uh, but before that, it was 43-4. He was around that 4K mark. Um, he's not taking a ton of shots, but he does have double-digit shots in four of the last five games he's played, uh, and he's bringing back a ton of steals, some blocks there. Uh, two out of the last three games he's played, over 32 fantasy points. And I think at under 5K, he's a guy I'm looking at, especially in this matchup. I think he should still be playing a lot of minutes. Um, so I like Okiki. And Franz Wagner, he's a guy I'm looking at, uh, 5,700. Uh, you're not paying an arm and a leg there, but he's he has the potential to get 16 shots, 15 shots a game. Uh, he doesn't always do that, but he's a guy that for tournaments I'm looking at, especially in a matchup that should be not defensive-oriented, um, pretty high over under in this matchup because both teams are just young and just athletic playing as high or fast as they can here. Uh, so Wagner and Okiki are the two guys I'm looking at Suggs, Anthony Carter, Jr. Bamba, all guys I don't hate, but I'm rather going to take the shot at the two guys right in the middle of them on Okiki and Wagner. And hopefully they uh, produce in a matchup that's very friendly, but how about you, buddy? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you there when it comes to this Magic side. I like Franz Wagner. Uh, he, he's in a great spot uh, going up against this against this Rockets team. Uh, he might be overlooked as well, um, just given his price tag and given the fact that he's o- often overlooked when the Magic are healthy on this squad. 5700 is a, is a nice price tag to boot. Um, it's a nice mid-range price tag for him. Um, so I definitely have some shares there that I'm going to be targeting. And then you mentioned Okiki as well, 4,700. Great price tag. He does have great defensive opportunity and defensive numbers and should get plenty of, of opportunities for steals against Kevin Porter Jr., who's who's known to be quite turnover prone as well. So I do like the Okiki call as well. Uh, and then I'm also going to be fading Wendell Carter Jr. at 3,400 and Mo Bamba at 4,500. I just don't think that there's enough opportunity for, for both those guys to get enough run um, and, and get enough playing time here um, and, and have enough of an impact from a fantasy perspective, from a daily fantasy perspective here in this type of matchup uh, against the Rockets. Uh, and therefore, I'm definitely going to be sticking with Franz Wagner and Okiki, um, as you mentioned as well. All right, I like it. Uh, we'll jump to the next game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the only game at that time. Uh, we have Mo- Markeith Morris, Oladipo, Campbell Walker, unfortunately, all out for this one. Derrick Rose is doubtful. Nerlens Noel, R.J. Barrett, both questionable. Probably R.J. Barrett's going to play. Uh, we don't have a spread for this one. 
But this is the Heat at the Knicks. If I I didn't say it actually uh, at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, what are you looking at on the Heat side of the ball, man? Yeah, the Heat are interesting. Um, I definitely have some interest in the Heat here. Um, I like Carl Larry at 6,800. Um, he's a guy that he's a veteran. Um, everyone knows what he can do on this Miami team coming off a, a huge game where he had 49 fantasy points in his last one, where he had a near triple, near double, double. Uh, and then a few games ago, he did have a triple double. So Kyle Lowry 1600 is, is again, a fantastic price tag going up against the Knicks should be a great opportunity for him to really shine through in that mid tier price range. I also like, uh, I have some interest in Duncan Robinson at 4,700. He's been shooting really well recently, coming off a game where he had made six threes um, and also had five assists, which is a, definitely a one-off for, for Mr. Robinson. But I do like this matchup. Knicks give up a ton of threes. So, so I definitely have him as well at 4,700 in my player pool. Um, and then I'm probably going to fade Jimmy Butler at 8,900. I think he's a little bit too high priced. Uh, he is coming off two consistent games against the Hornets and the Mavericks. I just don't know if going up against the Knicks is the perfect opportunity to target him at that price tag. I'd much rather get some cost savings and go elsewhere uh, on this side of the ball. And then the final guy I'm looking at um, to round out my trio is going to be Bam at a bio at 8,400. He's been playing really well recently, very consistent, putting up over 44 fantasy points a game over his last four games going into the All-Star break. I love Bam here going up against Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson should be able to to dominate both sides of the ball. Um, so those are the three guys I'm looking at on, on the heat side. Any interest in Bam here? Uh, some slight interest, but I actually like, I do like a little bit of Butler better uh, with the week off. I think that helps him a lot more. Um, he didn't have a great game. Both of these guys were under 40 points in the first matchup. Only matchups against uh, the Knicks. Uh, Butler was just under at 39. I do think he has some solid ability here, but I do like the call that you made of Kyle Lowry uh, with the entire week off there. Um, Kyle Lowry should be well-rested for this matchup, and I do prefer him as the most uh, on a per point per dollar up um, target here at only 6,800. I do like Kyle Lowry the most here, but probably not going to go too much at BM. Uh, Nerlens Noel might play in this one, and that is a better defender, a solid defender uh, there. So, don't love the matchup for Adebayo potentially, but I, I do see where you're coming from, and I don't hate him at 8,400 as well. I probably would rather have Bam, or I said Bam, Butler at $500 more, but uh, we'll see there. I do really like the the Lowry call, though. That's who I'm targeting the most. Um, on the other side of the ball there, though, we have the Knicks. R.J. Barrett's still 6,700. I don't fully love mostly anybody here. Uh, if Derrick Rose plays, it kind of puts a dent in a lot of people in that backcourt. Uh, but he's doubtful currently, even though he's been practicing lately. Uh, so if he's not going to play, Alec Burks at 4,900, Emmanuel Quickly at 4,300, even Grimes at 4,100 all become in play for me because they just said, Kemba Walker, we're not going to buy you out. You're just not going to play all year. Uh, so Alec Burks is likely to start at point guard at 4,900, even in a tough matchup. Uh, he makes some sense here. He should be seeing 30 plus minutes in this matchup. I don't see a reason why he's not going to be playing 30 minutes. Uh, Kemba Walker's been playing over 20 minutes since he's come back in the rotation. Uh, so that's a lot of minutes to go around and Burke should get at least five to six of those 20 minutes. So uh, 
Burks at 4,900, even in a tougher matchup, is a guy that I'm targeting very nicely here. Uh, he's a guy that I, 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 out of this entire team, that I want the most. Uh, everybody else dependent. If RJ Barrett doesn't play, Burks even becomes even better. Grimes is a guy that I'm very much targeting at 4,100, but uh, we'll see about that. I think Burks is the one guy I can count on the most here, but um, what else are you looking at over here? Yeah, I'm definitely with you here. Alex Burks is a fantastic play here at 4,100. I mean, again, there's so many guys in that mid-tier price range that we've already touched on and continue to touch on, but he's definitely going to be one of the better plays on this Knicks side of the ball. I'm kind of with you when it comes to fading everyone else on this Knicks side. Um, I do have a little bit of interest in R.J. Barrett at 6,700. He does have a tough matchup here coming back from an injury um, after missing quite a few games. Um, I do like him. Uh, again, it's it's a risky play to consider him here in this type of matchup, but I think he does have some opportunity to shine um, along with the Alec Burks. And then Julius Randle just priced way too high now with, with R.J. Barrett's return. Um, it, it might offset some of his monster games he's been having recently. He's been putting up over 55 fantasy points consistently. His price tag is 9700 um, which is well-deserved. Uh, but again, I don't know if this is the perfect opportunity or the perfect game for him to continue to, to really, to really shine um, and play well. So I'd much rather have Alec Burks as my number one, and then I'll I have interest in um, R.J. Barrett as well. All right, I like it. We'll jump on to the next game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The only one we have: the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the Timberwolves are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we don't have a spread or injury report for them but on the sixer side we have um nobody there is nobody on the injury report uh and we don't have a spread exactly for this game but i will throw it over to you my friend what are you looking at on your 76ers so on 76ers um i'm looking at james harden uh as, as an offer again his first game homer no 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 honestly <laughs> Um, I, I, I want to look at James Harden at 10,900, but his price is just too high, uh, for me. So I, would much rather go with, with a guy that's been proven and that's Joel Embiid. I think the two of them are going to feed off nicely off each other. Um, and they have definitely high upside. Um, and this is a perfect matchup against Timberwolves who are coming back, um, at, after a back-to-back set. Um, but again, it, it's really hard to trust any of these new look Sixers, um, especially, now that uh, Harden's in the lineup and expected to play, I, I'm not going to have too many shares of anyone in terms of of cash games. Tobias Harris 7200 is always a good option, but he's not going to be a guy that I'm going to be targeting too heavily as well. Um, there's just there's just too many unknowns here in the first game to see how Harden and Embiid are going to mesh together in this game against Timberwolves. So I'm I'm okay fading this entire 76ers team here. And oh, that's a that's a bold call, but I'm kind of with you. Um, Embiid is a guy that I want to target at 11-6. The one game he played against Towns and and the the Wolves, he had over 70 fantasy points. But at the same time, you mentioned it. Uh, Harden's now here. We don't know how these guys are going to compete with each other. Uh, I always like to at least see a couple games before I, I make a decision. Uh, with that said. If you're going to target the Sixers, this is certainly a tournament play only. If you're going to go safe, I, I wouldn't target a team that doesn't 
or you don't know how they're going to play with a new superstar, as in James Harden, and how everybody's going to um, fall in line there. So that's not a, uh, a cash game type of a play here. If you're going to go Embiid, that's strictly tournament. If you're going to go Harden, that's strictly tournament. This is the best big man that's Harden's ever played with. So uh, it's, I'm, I'm super curious to see how that plays out, but I will go hard. I will go Embiid. I'm not sorry, Harden. I will go Embiid in some tournaments, um, but I, I don't know what the outcome is going to be because obviously this is a different level of player that he's ever played with either. Um, outside of the, the, the big guys there, you mentioned Harris. I, I can't really go with 7,200 on Harris right now or Maxi at 6,400. Um, maybe if you wanted to go with like uh, Nang, Niang at 3,800 or Thibault at 3,700, you think he's going to make a couple extra threes, get some extra open looks and hit them. I can see that maybe even Danny Green. But uh, for the most part, I'm with you. I'm going to be fading this team outside of tournaments. I'll take some chances at Embiid and see how he plays with uh, Harden there. Uh, and live with the outcome, but uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm I'm really not gonna. I need to see a couple games with these guys at least together before I can feel comfortable going there at their price tags. Um, on the other side of the ball, similar story. I don't really want to spend uh, over 10k for Towns in this matchup. Um, he's not gotten the greatest of. Embiid, he only had 44 fantasy points. He did shoot nearly 70% from the the, the uh, field in his game one game against the Sixers, uh, but he didn't do really much else. He had 10 rebounds and pretty much nothing else. Uh, Edwards, Russell, Beverly, uh, probably not going to spend over 7K for those two other guys. Uh, Beverly, more so, 5-2, I don't mind. Uh, Vanderbilt, don't mind, but... Honestly, I'm probably going to leave this game alone for the most part and uh, just attack the other eight games. Uh, what are you looking at over here? Yeah, it's tough to trust anyone on the second night of a back-to-back the Timberwolves going up against the Sixers. Uh, I do have some interest in Carl Anthony Towns at 10,200, uh, a guy that should be able to hold his own against Embiid here. Um, I just, I, again, there, it's just hard to trust him, like you mentioned, in this type of game scenario going up against the 76ers. Um, but if there's a guy that I'm looking at, it's going to be um, it's going to be Carl Anthony Towns and Carl Anthony Towns only likely. Um, everyone else is kind of going to be off limits for me in this game as well. Um, there, there's some I have some interest in D'Angelo Russell, 7300, uh, a guy that, that that should be able to score and play well, especially if he goes up against the defense of a guy like James Harden. Um, D'Angelo Russell should be able to hold his own really nicely. So I do have some shares there, but again, mostly for tournaments only. Um, not he's not going to be a cash game play for me at all here. Um, and as far as cash game plays, Carl Anthony Towns is probably the only guy that I'm pretty safe going with. Everyone else can be can be looked can be overlooked uh, in in this type of game. And and I'm I'm okay fading this game, even though it it could be a high scoring affair. I like it. And uh, from now on. If any of us like towns, you have to either give a nice meow or a roar <laughs> like a lion. I if you're if you're very invested in towns, I don't know why, but you have to give one of those calls. I, I like it. And uh just let everybody know that you're in on him, the big cat. <laughs> but that, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have no words. I have no words, but I, I will hold I will hold myself to that. So All right. I'll do that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, we're on the last three games of the night, all the late games. 
first one is at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Dallas Mavericks at the Utah Jazz. We have a 219 and a, uh, and a half spread, and the Jazz are six and a half or six point home favorites. I don't know why all we have is the late spreads here, but uh, on the Mavs, we have Reggie Bullock, Trey Burke, both questionable. Uh, Marquise Chris, doubtful. Hardaway Jr., out. And on the Jazz, we have Jared Butler out, Rudy Gay as questionable. I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on the Mavs side of the ball? Yeah, the Mavs are interesting here. Um, obviously, Luka Doncic always in play at 11,800, uh, coming off an 84-point fantasy <laughs> effort in his last game, um, which was just outrageous. He's been putting up just absurd fantasy numbers ever since they traded away the zinger, poor Zingus himself. Um, Luka's been pretty much unstoppable. I don't know if this is a perfect game script for him to continue his his torrid affair, um, but we do know he's going to get extremely high usage here. Despite a tough matchup, Luka is firmly in play, and his price has dropped to under 12K. So I love Luka here, despite a tough matchup on paper. Uh, and that's really it for me on the Dallas side of the ball. There's not a lot. I don't want to overthink this one going up against a tough Jazz team. Um, Luka is the only one that has potential to go off, and we've seen can go off for almost 50 on any night um, in his new offensive arsenal. So I do like Luka under 12K, and, and that's it for me. Any interest in Luka for you? Yeah, and I'm pretty much with you. Um, Luka's a hit or miss here, obviously. It's a tough matchup, but he has been on fire. Now that he's in shape, and he looks very much in shape, he said uh, he wasn't in shape earlier in the year. It was a lot of, he looks like a plumber joke, and he honestly did. I heard that joke, and I couldn't stop laughing because it was so on point. Um, but he's been on fire. With or without Porzingis in the lineup, he's been on fire lately, so I can't fault you for going there. If you have the money, why not? Even if he gets you 56 points, that might be one of the highest on the night. So uh, even at 11K, if you can fill up your lineup without with and feel comfortable with him in your lineup, uh, why not? even in a tough matchup. So I am with you there. Outside of him, I don't know. It's a bunch of question marks in a tough matchup. So I'm fully on board with you saying, uh, yeah, I will see what else we have on an eight-game slate, and that's what I'm likely to do here. Uh, On the other side of the ball, it's a similar story. The Mavericks are one of the best defensive teams in the league with or without Porzingis right now. Uh, Jason Kidd has these guys playing on fire. You look, you click on a, uh, the Utah Jazz and you look at their opponent's rank, it's just red, 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 red. And they're not like high reds or second, first, third, second, first, third, sixth. Uh, the, the Mavericks and the Jazz are two of the best defensive teams in the league. And you can see that on the 219 and a half spread. Uh, we only have four of the nine spreads. But that's easily the lowest. It's at least three and a half points lower than the next spread that we have. And the spreads that we don't have probably aren't going to hit that that low. Um, so it's going to be a tough matchup all the way around. Uh, with that said, if I was going to look at somebody, I know he's a slightly expensive, but Rudy Gobert would be the one guy I'm looking at because that front court isn't the greatest in the Mavs side of the ball. Um, so at 8,400, I think Gobert could have a good game, but... Uh, he is 80. I don't really want to spend 8,400 for him too. I don't feel too comfortable, especially after his last two games were, uh, in the twenties. Uh, so there's really not one person I'm in love with on the, um, jazz side of the ball either. Probably going to avoid this game for the most part, unless we see people are missing. Uh, but how about you, buddy? 
Yeah, um, I'm probably with you when it comes to probably avoiding most of the guys in this game. Um, Donovan Mitchell is the only guy that I'm kind of have some interest in at 8,700. But again, that price tag is a little bit high for me. He is coming off a, a monster 37 point effort in his last game before the All Star break. But I don't know how much I trust uh, Donovan Mitchell in this type of game scenario. Uh, and then you mentioned Rudy Gobert, 8,400 is also a guy that could be more of a tournament play for me. Other than that, there's no one else I'm really looking at on this jazz side of the ball. All right. Uh, so we have the last two games of the night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Phoenix Suns. We have a 225 game total. The Suns are eight-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Zion, Nance Jr., Kyra Lewis all out. The Suns are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we do not have an injury report for them. But Chris Paul, Frank Kaminsky are certainly not playing in this one. Um, you can say Abdul Nader, Dario Sarge also aren't playing. Campaign, more doubtful than questionable. Um but he's probably a couple more games away from playing as well. Uh, but I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on this Pelicans side of the ball? Yeah, on the Pelicans side, um, it's hard to to avoid the name CJ McCollum. He's been playing fantastic basketball. Um, his last two games, he put up over 50 fantasy points. Um, and he is priced at 8,600, so still in that mid-8K range. I love him here, despite going up against the Suns. The Suns are not the same Suns team without Chris Paul in the, on the on this squad. Uh, and it's a second night of a back-to-back for them as well. So I expect them to be a little bit tired here. So I do like CJ McCollum quite a bit um, at that 8600 price tag. Uh, and then as far as anyone else on this Pelicans team, Jonas Valanciunas at 7800 is also a guy that is going to come to mind going up against Aiden. Aiden is a guy that can be attacked on the defensive end. Um, and he is coming off a nice monster double-double against the Mavericks, who we just talked about. So I do like him uh, in this game. Those are the two guys I'm really looking at. Brandon Ingram has taken a hit fantasy-wise ever since uh, they brought in CJ McCollum. Um, he hasn't been doing as much from a, from a fantasy perspective. So I'm going to continue and fade him until they get more comfortable playing with CJ McCollum in that backcourt. Um, so the two guys I'm looking at, like I mentioned, are CJ. And, and and Jonas Valanciunas. Any interest in CJ or Jonas here? Yeah, uh, CJ slightly, but I'd probably go in another direction. Uh, but J Val is actually in two games against the Suns. He's averaging forty nine fantasy points, so that's value there. Plus, I think there's some upside there. Uh, you mentioned it. You can attack eight in a little bit uh, on the back end of back to back, back to back, especially. Uh, at 7800 I do like J-Val a little bit more than McCollum. You get $800 discounts, obviously different um, position-wise, but uh, that is my favorite target on this team. If he's averaging 50 points against this team in two games, the potential in him to do it again at a nice discount in the mid-range there. Um, so he's the guy that I'm looking at the most. Outside of that, you mentioned Ingram is working through it. So is uh, Herb Jones. So is uh, Graham. So is most of these guys. So uh, for me, I'm looking at a lot of J Val and then uh, leaving the rest uh, to be here. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, it is kind of a, a, a crapshoot. We we saw the we we know that Chris Paul is out of the lineup, uh, so that is a lot of things to go around here. Um, Devin Booker is going to be playing a lot more on ball, uh, 
Cameron Payne is questionable for this one. I doubt he's going to play. I think they said he's a couple games away. Uh, so that means Aaron Holiday and Alfred Payton are going to get more minutes here too. Uh, Aaron Holiday at 5K is a guy that I can look at. Devin Booker at 9-2, especially in this matchup without Chris Paul, is certainly a guy that I I keeping my eye on here um, because there's just so much opportunity and more playmaking for him as well. Uh, those two guys especially. And then we'll see who or what like what happens on the back end of the back-to-back. Does a guy like Jay Crowder sit? Because if he does, Cam Johnson at 4,800 becomes all, very much in play for me. Uh, Tory Craig at 4, 4K would become upper for me if something happens like deandre and they say ah we don't really need him in this matchup um uh, javal Mag- or javal mcgee we don't really need him in this matchup um uh, then that means bismack biombo at 3300 becomes in play for me again but um uh, right now devin booker at 9200 without chris paul certainly a guy i'm looking at and then you look at aaron holiday uh another guy and then cam johnson i'm very much keeping an eye on it at his price tag but uh what are you looking at over here yeah, you mentioned Cam Johnson. Now that he's an announced starter for the Suns, under 5K, 4,000 is a great price tag. I, I have a lot of interest in Cam Johnson with no Chris Paul in the lineup. And Point Booker is also a guy, 9,200. The price tag is a little bit high, but I think he has tremendous upside as well in this type of game. So, so again, curious to see how they're going to play the minutes, like you mentioned, who's going to sit, who's going to be limited at any point. But I do like Devin Booker and Cam Johnson as my two favorite plays on this side of the ball um, when it comes to the Suns, definitely something with the monitor throughout the day to see if they make any announcements in terms of who's in, who's out early on. Um, and that's going to be a huge factor in how we want to address it. But, but I do like uh, those two names uh, primarily. I'm not going to go too far into the weeds when it comes to the Suns here without knowing who's playing. Jake Crowder could potentially be a good play if he gets additional minutes at 4,600. Uh, and then you mentioned, uh, potentially JaVale McGee. Uh, if we get word that Aiden's out at 4,300, he's also a great play. So again, there's a lot of things up in the air, but I can safely uh, assume that a guy like Cam Johnson at 4,800 and Devin Booker are both going to be firmly in all my cash game potential lineups as well. Yeah, and, and both of those guys started. Uh, I mean, Booker started at point guard in this first game back. And Cam Johnson started at small forward with Jake Crowder starting alongside him. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Maybe they change that and go more conventional, throw Aaron Holiday or Alpha Payton in there. Or when campaign comes back, if he does come back for this game, put him in the lineup. But uh, yeah, I think those two guys are very much in play here. And we might be talking about them again very soon. But um, jump on to this last game. We have the Battle of Los Angeles, the Clippers at the Lakers, which is the same building. Uh, but we have a 222.5 game total, and the Lakers are zero-point home favorites because this is a pick em. Uh We have the on the injury report, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell, Jason Preston, Jay Scrub, um, Avery Bradley, Anthony Davis, Sequoia Dumboya, uh, Mason Jones, Kendrick Nunn, all out. LeBron James, questionable, a.k.a. probable. And Carmelo Anthony, as probable as well. I'll throw it over to you. Um, we could just throw this whole game. This is the only game at 10 p.m. It's the Battle of Los Angeles. In this game, what are you looking for on this game, both teams? Yeah, this, this is a tough one. Um, it's hard to trust really anyone uh, on the Clippers side in particular. Reggie Jackson, 600 is just a little bit too high of a price tag for me to pay for a guy like Reggie Jackson. 
um, definitely has some upside uh, normally when he's priced in the five, $600 range. But at that price, tag of 600 is just too high of a price for me to pay. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. has, so I have some interest there. Uh, 6,400 um, going up against the Lakers. They don't have Anthony Davis. Um, I'll probably have a little bit of shares of him here. Um, but as far as anyone else on this Clippers team, it's really too hard to trust anyone. Luke Kennard, uh, we've seen him have some great games recently and then, you know, and then has other games where he, he can't find the bottom of the basket. So um, it's definitely going to be a great matchup uh, potentially of these two teams. But I'm only going to be looking at Marcus Morris Sr. on the Clippers side. Any interest in anyone else on the Clippers side here? Yeah, like uh, Terrence Mann uh, at 5,400. He's been playing really exceptional basketball lately. Uh, you look at his last couple games, uh, 33, then a, a dud with two, only two points, 12 fantasy points. 46, 37, 28, 36, 26. Uh, playing very solid basketball out of those, outside of that one dud game in the last uh, five games, six games there. Uh, at 5,400, he's a guy that I'm looking at, again, especially in this matchup. Uh, Marcus Morris at 6,400 does intrigue me here, especially without AD. Reggie Jackson has about 40 fantasy points, um, over over 40 fantasy points in, in two games against these guys. I think about almost 42 fantasy points in two games against the Lakers. So he's another option, but at 76, I really don't want to go there. I'm more interested in, in the... Morris, like you mentioned, uh, Terrence Mann, especially, um, maybe even Hartenstein at 4,400, but his minutes are very, uh, give and go there. But for me, Mann is the guy that I like the most on this one at, at, at 5,400. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, we know that Davis is not going to play. Mello is probable. Uh, there's some options there with Bradley out of the lineup. LeBron James at 10, six is an option. Uh, Russell Westbrook at eight, five, with a week off, we know what he's done the last couple of years, uh, back end of a, of a season here. So at, at eight, five, that's a very cheap price tag in a, in a good matchup for him to just take a chance on, uh, in a lot of tournaments, I'm going to take chances on him just because I don't think other people are. And we might get a vintage type Westbrook game where he doesn't settle for three point shots uh, and he just attacks, attacks, attacks. I know if you're watching him play, it doesn't look like he can, um, but all he has to do is do it for one game after a, over a week off on uh, not playing since the 16th. So I, I think we can attack him here and just hope for the best um, outside of that. Not really loving it. If Mello plays, I'll look at him at 49 if he doesn't, Taylor Norton Tucker at 45 uh, is another option for me. But uh, really, outside of the top two guys, there's really still not much to like on the Lakers side. Uh, but how about you, buddy? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely in alignment here. LeBron James 10,600 is sort of going to be a, a great play for me here, uh, especially with no Anthony Davis. We know his usage and his playmaking and his rebounding goes up tremendously here. Um, so I do have interest there. And then you mentioned Russell Westbrook. Who has been who's been very consistent obviously this season everyone knows that he hasn't been the most consistent player for this Lakers team um, and his price tag is still hovering in that eight mid 8k range we know he's got upside of, of 40 to 50 fantasy points we just have not seen that yet um, much of it this season uh, outside of a few games um, in, in late January so I, I definitely have some Westbrook interest but mostly for tournaments only. LeBron James is the only cash game staple here. 
Um, you can look at guys like Carmelo if, if he plays 4,900. Um, and other guys like Taylor Horn, Tucker, you mentioned at 4,500, as well as Malik Monk at 600. But all those guys are just too inconsistent for me to trust in, in normal cash game scenarios. All right. That does it for the nice nine-game slate, second game back. Um, before we head on here, buddy, we will throw our favorite plays. Uh, just throw one. We've touched on a lot of people. So if you've been listening to the podcast, uh, you know there's a lot of guys we like. We will try and separate the decimal points for our favorites. Uh, and I'll throw it over to you. We'll start with – we'll start from the top because there's not as many high-priced guys on this one for some reason. But we'll throw it to you, buddy. What is your – or I said what. Uh, who is your favorite high-priced play on this slate? Yeah, there's not a ton of guys that I like on this slate from a high-priced perspective, but – um, I, I can't not go LeBron James, 10,600, backs against the wall. Lakers need to make a push to make the playoffs here um, in the Western Conference. I think LeBron James is going to put up a, a vintage LeBron James performance here against the Clippers. Love it. I will go Point Booker. Uh, just Point Booker, no Chris Ball. He had 12, 12 assists in his first game with no Chris Ball against the Pelicans. Love it. Um how about your favorite? What do you want to do next? Mid-tier or value? You pick. Let's go value. Ooh. Um, yeah, let's go value, and you go first. <laughs> oh, me go first. Okay. Well, my favorite value is kind of a hinge play because I really like Daniel Gafford, uh, but that's just if um, Thomas Bryant, who is questionable, doesn't play. If Thomas Bryant does play... I'm going to go this because I do think um, this other guy does not play, and I don't think Derek Favors. Yeah, I, I did say Derek Favors, right? <laughs> Derek Favors doesn't play on the back end of a back-to-back. So I really like Isaiah Roby at 4,300. Uh, again, I might be wrong. Maybe Favors does play, but I can't see the 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 um, Thunder playing him on the back end of a back-to-back. So I love Isaiah Roby. I'm going to say he gets 27 minutes. I'm going to say he draws a start. And I'm going to say he gets four for five stocks in this one, plus whatever else he does. Fantastic. I, I love that call. I'm going to go with the first game of the night. We mentioned Cody Martin, 3,800. Should get minutes in, in the mid to low 30s. Again, assuming he does play and gets those starter minutes, I do expect a pretty pretty nice sizable performance out of him um he doesn't have a huge upside as far as ceiling goes but he definitely has a pretty safe floor here and a price under 4k gonna be firmly in play for me all right i like it and then we'll go to the mid-tier and you know what we're gonna do a over the skype rock paper scissors for who goes first Uh, i will say rock paper scissors instead of shoot we will just say our rock paper scissors (laughs) Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. scissors. Rock. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is very, this is very difficult. Let's okay. try this one more time. Let's try okay. this one more time. Rock, paper, paper, scissors. scissors. Rock. Ah, oh, <laughs> I thought I had you. All right, we'll go again. Rock, paper, paper. Scissors. scissors, paper. Rock. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> I was I was hoping you were gonna go a different thing. I was gonna switch, but um, I will go with my favorite mid-tier play of the night. And I kind of the the last 
Yeah, it was the last game. The last game we mentioned, I I do really like Terrence Mann in this one. Uh, the guy's been playing very well at only 5,400. Uh, you're not breaking the bank or breaking. Um, I can't talk right now, but not breaking the bank. He's playing anywhere from the high 20s to the low 30 or high 30s in minutes in the last couple games. Uh, in this matchup against the Lakers, you can easily score, and I think he's just found a new confidence level. So at 5,400, I'm going to continue riding Terrence Mann here. How about you? Give me Devin Vassell of the Spurs. Oh, uh, love up it. Against the Wizards, 5K, great price tag, uh, rising star in this league. Uh, should put up a nice game with plenty of stocks to, to boot. Um, I, I love Devin Vassell here at 5,000. All right, man. Love it. Love the calls. And that does it for our first game back from the All-Star break. I hope you guys had fun. I did. Uh, been a week off. I enjoyed my week off. But I, I like this podcast. Um, anything you want to say before we head on out of here, buddy? Let's get ready to, to crush the slate. Uh, we're back to NBA action, and I couldn't be happier. All right. I was about to say, uh, about to copy or tell you that for copyright laws, I thought you were going to say, let's get ready to rumble. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't go there quite, quite yet. But I do. <laughs> did it. All right. Good luck, everybody. And we will see you again uh, next Friday. Take care. Peace.